bad self-talk. We don't need to be negative self-talk in this world or in this industry. But nobody wants to talk about it. I'm the best. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, if you wouldn't buy their lifestyle, you shouldn't buy their opinions. And then they think they're the hot shit. We've worked through a ton of communication and, like, just hard times. We had to, like, fight it out to, like, learn how we're going to make this thing work. Because we both want it to work. How toxic. <laughs> I know what I'm offering, and I know I'm, like, the good one around here. So, like, go go do you, and, I'll, and I'm going to do me, but don't expect me to, to share my whole... All my uh, secrets. All my secrets. Yeah. And my secret sauce with you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Totem Podcast. Remember that an act of rebellion is to question. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, we'd appreciate if you do. 90% of our um, viewers are not subscribed, and we're, we've passed over 200,000 viewers. So you guys should actually go do us a solid and go subscribe. But um, of course, we always got here. Eric? What's going on, guys? We're here. We're ready. We've got a very special guest today. Um, and we had a, a pretty interesting event last night, too. Yeah, uh, hopefully we can talk a little bit about. Yeah, but, we'll, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about it. But we love having badass women doing stuff. You know, <laughs> not being scared of the the typical, uh, I guess, business men in the in the industry. So, Julie, There's welcome. Lots of them. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. This is such an honor, and you guys have grown something amazing here. So, I'm really happy to be here. Um, my name is Julie Stewig. I manage the Block Commissary Kitchen and Events in Fort Morgan. It's the old country stakeout building, for those that don't know. Um, we switched hands over there in fall of 2021, so we are entered into our third year. Um, we've seen a lot of changes, a lot of good, a lot of lessons, and we're just really happy to be part of this community. So, First of all, I appreciate you for uh, coming on, but... And also for having us on your the event we had uh, a few days ago um, but yeah so why did you want to put an event like that together yeah so the mastering the market panel discussion came to be um, my friend and colleague Bree Womack manages after hours cocktail bar which is the bar inside the block so they hold a liquor license for all of our events they get to kind of capture those but also run their own business um, and we work very closely with things that go on there. And we are always bouncing marketing ideas off of each other. We're like, did that work for you? Is this working? How'd you create that? And um, we were like, just noticing that everyone else we were talking to in the business world was struggling with marketing. Everyone's just a little lost. Like they have some rhythms down. They're like, yeah, I have my Facebook or I have my website, but um, I need it to be better. I'm not getting as many views or things like that. So um, it kind of came spur of the moment. We also were talking to Mikhail um, with his marketing business and kind of came to this idea of putting a panel on. There's so many local experts in the marketing realm. So we were like, let's give them this platform. Um, a huge value of mine with the block is never try and invent, reinvent the wheel. And um, so I think by pulling those people that were already doing it. You guys know what you're doing. You do it every day. You live it. And um, everyone else on that panel has that experience too. So we were able to let them talk. And we just kind of took the back seat moderating and invited local businesses all over Fort Morgan to come. So um, yeah. Yeah. We had multiple people come up to us afterwards and they're like, oh, so cool. I guess I like, put this on because really? there's never really been anything related to to that around here. That's amazing. I'm really yeah. glad to hear that. We do hope to keep it going. So it was totally donation based. Um, 
we weren't taking a profit from that, but we hope to put those funds to the next one. We were able to provide some food from um, High Plains Culinary that's opening today. But, um, you know, I think small business owners taking time out of their day like that, um, evenings are precious if you're working, you know, if you are waking up at six, you're at the office or you're on the computer and the day flies by when you're a small business owner, you're going a hundred different directions and for them to take the time out for themselves, they're investing in their business to make it better and making those connections that'll help them in the future, hopefully. So uh, why do you think that a lot of business owners, I mean, you can tell us from your personal experience, but, um, cause we have a lot of people come up to us afterwards also like, they're like, Oh yeah, we're all having the same problems. Like yeah, we're dealing with this and stuff but nobody wants to talk about it. Why do you think that is? I think that's a very good point. Um, that vulnerability in business, like it's hard. It's hard to be emotional. And I think that's something that um, being a woman in the business world, I was also in ag for a long time, working with a lot of men and being emotional in both of those settings is really hard. Um, you're having to face hard feelings. You realize you're struggling or that you're not doing something um, well. And you have to be able to sit with yourself and be like, what do I need to do to face this and to sit with the feeling and to move forward from that? Because if you don't, you're just kind of in a loop, you know, you're, you're getting bad self-talk. We don't need to be negative self-talk in this world or in this industry We're we're all human. And, um, I think when you have to put that out in front of other people that you're struggling, that's even harder. And people don't want that. Um, that judgment or like that, that shamefulness. And I think you got to sit with those feelings. They're real. They're valid just as much as being happy or celebrating your success. So um, I think having those discussions and they can chat with each other, hopefully in a comfortable setting, then they can grow a little more that way. Yeah. yeah I think the emotional side of it is like, does come from more from the women, I believe. And yeah. then for the men, I think it's like the ego gets in the way. Sure. Because yeah. for, for a lot of men, we're like, no, like, I'm the best. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to tell me anything uh, that I'm not already doing because I already know what's, what's yeah. going on. But then in reality, they don't want to just face the truth and like, no, I'm not that good. Yeah. You know, I do and need say some it out help. Loud. And, and they just have that conversation with like other business owners who are probably having the same struggles, but nobody wants to air out their laundry, I guess. Exactly. But and then, To, to kind of add to that, though, Eric, um, it depends who you're taking your advice from who's telling you, like, oh, we need to do this better. And if they're not really doing it, then it's hard to be like... That's true. You, you know what I'm saying? Because to say, like, in business, someone's like, oh, no, you need to do this, this, but they're not doing it in their business or they're not having the results that you want to achieve. So you're just like, yeah. In, in, order, in, order, in, order, in order to grow you. your, your Facebook and Instagram, you need to be posting every day, twice a day, but then they're posting, like, once a month. Yeah. Then it's like, how do you know? How do you trust? How do you build that trust first before mm -hmm. you're taking advice? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why, like, social media does that great thing where it just bombards us with so much stuff. And it's like a facade, I think. I, I talked about it yesterday that it creates this whole thing that that our business should be run this way. You need to do this to be able to do it. And in reality, I think we all get away from like, I guess what help, I think what grows your business is to listen to the consumer. Mm -hmm. And we start, we st you let the ego kind of get yeah. in the way. You're like, what are you going to tell me? You know, like I, this is my business. And that's where you stop growing, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, you shut those channels of your mind off and you got to keep them open. You got to be able to pivot instead of just hit a wall.
And it's but also like at the beginning, people start to get a little bit of like success going. Mm-hmm. And then th- and then they think that they're the hot shit. And they got it figured out. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then that, that might have worked because your new business, you're starting out. People are interested in what you got going on. But then it's like, what are you doing to keep them there? Totally. What are you doing to keep them coming back? Totally. Because most of it, too, when you, I think most of them, when you open a business, is like... It's the hype, say going off to food. Everyone wants to try it. Once they tried it and they had it like, okay, are they going to keep coming back? Yeah. What's keeping them coming Was back? Was it good enough for them to come back? Because there's a difference between like selling a thing and then for them like being a client. Yeah. Because a client is someone that keeps coming back. It's so they many don't factors. Come, they don't come back. I mean, something happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And the factors that go into that customer's experience, you know, like, yeah, maybe the food was bomb, but how's your service? Was it like welcoming or was it awkward or, you know, do you feel like you were in the way or it's just so many things that you have to keep, keep at a high standard. That's one thing we were talking about yesterday. It's like, do you actually need to be doing marketing? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people are like, oh yeah, marketing is going to solve my problems. But then it's, uh, what are you, what, what's the product or service you're marketing? Is it good enough? Because maybe you're, you want to market a service and it's a piece of shit exactly if we're being honest and yeah. it's like first you need to fix like the internal part of your business and then once it, once that's going and you got that good then okay i can take it to the next level exactly actually bring more people in because if you don't then you're going to be bringing in people who are seeing your, your shitty service your shitty product and then they're for sure not going to come back yeah you know? and, that, and that might make it worse yeah so you know what a lot of business owners <clears throat> should do uh like that show the undercover boss where they yeah. go because like a lot of them they have restaurants like nah we're good i don't know why we're not making more money like well have you seen how your waiters and waitresses yeah. talk to your client the Are people you sitting that come in, in that seat and yeah. see if it's comfortable while you're being served? so the, the, the experience that they're having yeah. and it's like you can have the best food but if your service sucks exactly especially now it's gonna run like wildfire someone's gonna make a post on you a social media like don't go there or whatever yeah. it is a video even like yeah. <laughs> so fast yeah I think keeping that consistency too, like with whatever you start with, no matter what kind of business you are, like have some sort of mission statement to stay consistent with, to like bring you back to why you started and make sure that you're staying there. Like people will give you so much feedback. You should do this. You should do that. But before you know it, you've lost everything that you started with and you're unhappy because that's not what you wanted in the first place. You're not with your, like aligned with your passion and what you're trying to give the world, but um, that consistency is absolutely key. Like you can grow and change, but you still need to have that, that foundation of why you got there too. That yeah. you can listen to other people's opinions and kind of like their advice, but then it's like who you choose to take the advice from yeah. is what matters. Yeah. It's like you're if not you wouldn't buy everything to everyone. So yeah. It's like, if you wouldn't, I, I have it. Like if you wouldn't buy their lifestyle, you shouldn't buy their opinions. They're going to be like, you need to do this. You need to do that. Like everyone's always going to tell you what you need to do and not, not do. But once you like it, you can listen to everything, but once you take that internally and actually start doing, like taking action on what they told you, you bought into it, whether mm-hmm. you want to do it or not. So true. But what it brings me to, to my other point is, um, a lot of business owners, I think, I don't, I don't think I know. They put a different persona on for their business. Like it's not them. And that's where the whole branding mm-hmm. is. You're not, you're not being transparent because they're, when they're in business, they're one person, they're out of business. They're like, ah, yes. I get to relax. You, you see yeah. them at the bar. They're all getting all drunk and like, wasted. Totally like, different. but you don't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like with us, 
I'll have people, they can call me out if they want. I'm always like the same person. Like if I'm going to talk shit to you in person, I'm <laughs> talk, whatever it is, you know, and that's the thing with a lot of business owners that they don't do. I think they're like, they're off work and they turn it off. It's like, no, like that's, yeah. that's a type of branding, like how you walk, how you dress, how you treat other people. Like that's branding, yeah. but people don't see it. Everyone thinks branding is like, it's the hat. It's the it's shirt. The logo, yeah. It's the logo. Like, you got a lot to learn. So true. Cupcakes. When you got yeah. good branding is when they can see you and know what you stand for, know what your business is without even having any sort of logo on exactly. you. Exactly. That brings so much more depth to the business, too. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be just transactional. It's what you're doing every day. You should enjoy it mm-hmm. and make it part of you, too. Especially, like, rural living. Like, we see each other a lot more often than maybe, like, a bigger city where you don't run into each other or whatever. Like, you're... It's a lot smaller basis to be seen. So you got to keep that consistent. I'm curious to know, um, you said you were in ag and then now in business. What, what have been like the biggest challenges of you being a female in the industry? Mm, it goes way back. Um, I guess my first, this is like a glaring story that's always in my mind. Um, but Let's hear it. Let's hear my it. first um <laughs> like real ag job, I was working for the Colorado State Forest Service. Um, So there's like our National Forest Service Agency, and this is just for all the trees in Colorado. So um, I was doing some outreach and education there. And with that job, there was a lot of public education. I was doing all the events. I was going into schools. And we had a dress code that we had to follow Um, They had like polo shirts for us and everything like that, but they only had men's shirts. So Mm. um, I would put the shirt on and it's just like frumpy and like square and huge. And I never felt like professional or confident. And um, then they're sending me out to deliver their message. So um, one of my other colleagues and I, she was like, she was a huge, huge push for this, but she took it to the state level and literally like presented at the Capitol that women aren't having clothing that fit them when they're going out into the field. And um, I was like so inspired by her because she made it happen. She saw this problem. And even though we were surrounded by men foresters, there was like the director was a man. Um, Our boss, boss luckily wasn't, she was a woman. And most of like the outreach and education was female. But um, beyond that, it's the guys in the forest. They're walking around with chainsaws all day, and they're not caring about the chicks. <laughs> so um, that was just one story that I was like, oh, my God, it comes into my mind so often. Like, just that total inequality of a female in the workplace and that they ultimately, at that time, I hope it's changed by now because it's been, like, 10 years. But um, I hope that or at that time it like didn't change. Like in my time at the forest service, I still didn't get a shirt that fit. <laughs> so <laughs> That's crazy. Um, it was, and it's like, when you're working with a state agency, there's so much red tape to work around. So it's not like we could just like go get a thing logoed. Like it had to run through this person and that person and this person to be like approved. And um, I was just, I was shocked, but I think that that's really stuck with me as I went into farming and then um, I actually own my own farm now too with my partner and who is a man. So there's, you know, we've come a long way with our communication and how do we work together? How do we show up? Because he's been raised in ag a certain way and that's not always how I like to be talked to or like to work through a problem. So we've we've worked through a ton of um 
communication and like just hard times. We had to like fight it out to like learn how we're going to make this thing work. So we both want to work, but we were showing up to projects like already frustrated because I didn't want to be talked down to. <laughs> and he's just trying to get the job done. Like men have this way of just like seeing the end and you just got to get there and you're not feeling, you're not discussing it and you just got to get it done. And I'm like, but what if we did it this way? <laughs> How do you feel about this? And, um, we've gotten there, you know, it's, it's been three years of that business luckily. So we're, we're going to make it happen. But, um, do you think I, that's, do you think that's necessary to have someone that has two different points of view in something? I think it's helped us a lot now that we're on the other side of it. But do you think it's necessary? Because if it helps you, I think it might be different than if it's necessary. If it's necessary. I guess. I'm trying to think, like, if you're working by yourself, how do you keep that other point of view? Like, are you considering other options or, you know, are you are you balancing out a different way? Or are you really just in your own mind? Um, I'm just asking you because I, I do think it's necessary. Yeah. Because you need somebody to, like... Like sometimes, like men, like my wife would do the same. Sometimes we just start doing it. And she's like, if you would have done it this way, you would have been done 30 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, oh. well, I'm just so <laughs> focused on it. Yeah. Or even in business. Yeah. That's why I think mm-hmm. businesses need like some sort of like consultant seeing it from a different, sp- different scope. Totally. Uh. Totally. Yeah. I definitely see that. You should be kind of challenged. Keep yourself challenged. Or else you just get in those same systems all the time. That same routine. Yeah. What about, yeah. and then now into like um, the business, how, I guess, what what things have you seen like challenges with like business owners now, especially because you're age too, they'll be like, you're the manager of this place. Like, what are you going to tell me? I've been doing this for 30 years. Oh, I've gotten that. How, how, how do you work around that? <laughs> because because like, there's like a lot of businesses that, that use your guys' space yeah, and stuff too. There are quite a few. And I think that came from some of that other ag experience with being challenged as a younger person and a female. Um, that That's one of those things where I look back on like my past job experiences and how everything literally leads you up to where you are now. Like so many random lessons that I was like, I'll never use that. Like that comes back into play. So um, I think, I think what you guys are saying about being authentic and you show up as yourself Um, I really try and present that as well and be very like human, which sometimes gets me in trouble because then I become more of a friend and I get really like invested. I see businesses start at the kitchen and I see people have their like first business planning review. They have their first grand opening or their soft opening. They have their first slow day and they're bummed. And um, I'm right there with all with all of that and how I can like keep supporting them, but not either get to like, you guys should try this or try that. Or like, I want to be a support system for them, but I don't want to tell them what to do with their business. And then I also have to draw a boundary where I'm like, it's not my business. That's their entity. I have mine to work on and I will be that support system, but only up to a certain point um, before it gets like, I don't want to say toxic, but like it just gets unhealthy. I guess. No, it's How toxic. toxic. It, it is toxic. <laughs> How hard is that though? Because uh, it's really uh, hard. Because you see a ton of it too. Like the, yeah. the businesses, some of them are probably making the same mistakes over and over again. Yeah, and you like, you try you and share hold that. Hold yourself back, and how hard is that though? It is hard. Um, I try, and 
just really share resources. You know, there's a lot of like small business development center or um, Startup Colorado is another really cool organization that has a lot of different resources. They have it regionally separated. They have it separated by industry. You can join all these different like Zoom meetings and I try and just share resources. So it's like someone else's message. I could just pass it on and then I can kind of follow up and be like, how's that going? Like, have you guys hit any bumps that you need extra support on? But I'm not the one like watching to see what's going on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tricky. It is. I think everybody, like we we're saying, I think they should all have some sort of like business consultant, not just be like, I went to school for this and I learned it and now I'm going to just go in there and and do it. Like you yeah. actually have to have someone, I think, take advice from someone that's actually in the grind, that's actually doing it, you know. Or like, who has done it before. That has done it before that's doing it. Like all, a lot of those businesses, I think they should like maybe like get a business consulting, like just a day, you know, they don't have to hire them forever, but just like a business consultation. Like, hey, I'm thinking doing X, Y, Z. Do you think this will work? Like yeah. or, or stuff like that. I think so. Too, like, I, I, mean, I know a guy, so. Exactly. I know a guy out there yeah. <laughs> that does that. <laughs> and I think it got brought up last night at the panel. Um, what are other people in your industry doing? And we're not competing. We're, we're doing this together and trying to make relationships with them. Like when we started the block, we met with some of the other event centers in town and we we're like, Hey, this is what we're doing. What do you guys do? So we can pass on business to you if it doesn't quite fit what we're doing and having those conversations. So you can also be like, Hey, I'm struggling with this and this. We're in the same industry. We're the ones doing it. Um, how was the feed? How, what kind of feedback did you get back from that? It was some people didn't show up. You know, we put out an invite and some people came, some people didn't, um, which is fine. I mean, that's that's their deal. And I think that when the block got going, we had a very clear vision of being collaborative and we bled with that and stuck with it. And that's what makes the block work is you have three different business running open at one time in the building and it's they're all kind of connected somehow, but they're focused on what they're doing and it makes it really well-rounded. Um, so I think that, you know, when you're doing that with other people in your industry, you just whoever shows up and decides to stay on that path with you is the ones that you want. But, you know, you can't be friends with everybody either. So I think to a certain extent, there is some competition. I guess like we want to like help each other. I'll be collaborative. Like, like I know the struggle it was like starting out. Like I'm going to kind of give you a few pointers so you can kind of get going. Yeah. But then to a certain level, it's like, all right, like you yeah. got to go do your thing you and I'm going to do, do my it. thing. Yeah. I know what I'm offering and I, and I know I'm like the good one around here. So like, totally go, go, go do you and, I'll, and I'm going to do me, but we can still like bounce ideas off of each other every once in a while, but don't expect me to do, to share my whole, all uh, my secrets, all my secrets yeah. and my secret sauce with you. That's totally fair. That's, it's like healthy competition that keeps us, you know, yeah. leveling I, up. You, you, you need that. Like, like how you said, just to keep leveling up. Yeah. If you're the only person in town who, who has an event space, then you don't need to constantly keep the floors clean. You don't need to keep the bathrooms clean. You don't need to do any any of that stuff. Yeah, because people are gonna go anyways. Right, you're not. But trying if you have to be other like... people doing the same thing, then you gotta keep yeah. leveling up. I definitely hear that. And that's that's so so that's really interesting because here here it goes for all the business owners that are listening to this. Well, we decided to do a business to go in business. We went out there. Someone else was most most times they were doing something similar to us, and we're just like. I can do it better. That, mm -hmm. That's our kind of like our ego talking. Like, mm -hmm. I can do it better. They're doing shitty stuff. I can do it way better. And we have that ego thing. And then as we start, we're just, 
we're not doing it better. So we start like, oh, let me let me let me tone down a little bit. It's like, where did that whole where that fire go? Yeah. Where did the fire go of like these guys aren't doing it better and I'm, I'm gonna do it better than them. That's why you started a business because you've seen that you could do it better. And then you get to a certain extent, life starts kicking your ass a little bit and then you just start like better. I better just shut the fuck up. I better just <laughs> relax a little bit, you know, not get too crazy, not get too vocal with the stuff. And like I said yesterday, they, I think somebody asked, um, they're asking like, how could you get more like client or something? I, I don't remember exactly the question, but I think what, what I told him is the... I think it was like how you how you can market yourself in a small town and then maybe eventually expand. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, well, yeah. you, once you believe in what you do, like people are, you should think that people are crazy of not working with you. If you really, really believe in what you're doing, like, because this is really going to benefit you yourself as a consumer, your business, whatever. And if you don't think like 100% that way, like, I don't think you're ever going to grow. Like, and I, and I said, I'm guilty of it. When you start off, you're just like, I don't want to make people uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to step too much in the weeds. I better just stay in the lane. And I was like, no, you got to get to a point where you're just like. Full send. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that gets easier, too. I think at the, at the beginning, it's very. Um, nerve-wracking to get started Scary. and people are like uh -huh. what are you doing and you don't want any bad feedback or else I'll cry <laughs> and <laughs> it's like but then you you learn you know <laughs> you learn there's people that aren't gonna they aren't gonna like what you're doing it's fine you can move on <laughs> yeah and one of the times last night uh, I think one of the questions was like oh what do you do in your business once it starts to slow down or yeah. like your off season and then Everybody's kind of giving like their their answer, their tips and stuff, and then then here comes Monaco, just, just like laying it on the table, putting don't it raw. Don't be slow. <laughs> like, yeah. Why would you want, like if I'm if I'm making, let's say my business is making just say a thousand dollars a month, and then I go to making a thousand to like ten thousand a month, like you're living a way better life. Your family has a better life. You have options. I think money to a point, you you can buy some freedom and you got more options. Why would you want to slow down? Yeah, yeah. The only thing you want to slow down is because you're scared, I think. Or you don't know what way, what way to go. Yeah. Or you're lying to yourself and it's it's not doing as great, I think. And maybe undervaluing the things like marketing or planning or reflecting, you know? Like I, I thought of that question with our farming season. So it went from, I mean, we plant in February. We have a little greenhouse. So we get a bunch of stuff started in February and then it's wrapping up usually like October but then those winter months, what does that look like? You know, like we are slow. We're not selling product. We might have some honey left over. We might have, you know, some like pumpkins or like root vegetables, but we're having planning meetings during those months. Even though it's me and my fiance, we're sitting down as a business meeting talking about what we want to do next. And we're ordering seeds and we're thinking about marketing and thinking about what the garden layout's going to be and all that stuff. So it's like you still have to hold those like often pushed aside aspects of your business, you got to hold those at that same value as like what you're actually doing is growing vegetables and selling them, you know, that off season, like that's when you fill in with everything else that you like put off when you're at your highest peak season, I guess. A little bit more personal question. I don't know if you want to answer it. How do you have those conversations uh, with your fiance? Cause he's, it's like, here's your business partner, but then he's your fiance. Like you don't want to say, shit too crazy to piss him off because he's your fiance <laughs> but you need to have the tough conversations yeah yeah how, how do you deal with that it's been it's been a lot um <laughs> we've gotten through we've we've gotten through a lot of tough tough conversations but i think um 
something that I had to come back to when we started our business together. You know, we signed in 50-50, we contribute 50-50, and then we had to figure out the tasks that we were going to do and not overlap because he's really good at some things that I'm not and I'm really good at some things he's not. And at the at first, we were both trying to do all of it, and that's where a lot of the conflict came. It was like, no, we, we just need to get all this done, and we just, like, stress. Like, I think about that, and I just get stressed. But um, I'd say probably in the past, like, two years, um, we've learned to really step back first. You got you to gotta take a breather. And um, we've really practiced, like, not raising our voices and taking a break if we need to, if it gets a little tense. Um, you know, it's, it's a relationship first. We are not a business first. And um, we don't want to ruin that either. So I think, like taking those steps, the communication is just so key. Like I will literally just say, Hey, I think we should, you know, take a minute or he'll say that. And you got to respect it too. Like, I think sometimes when people ask for that space, it pisses the other person off and they're like, Oh, like you don't want to just, they get defensive and it's like, come back here. Yes. And we don't need that. Like, that's not the point here. Um, so I think being the receiver of that, you gotta like, okay, I hear you. And you come back and it's like, cool, you didn't spend the whole rest of the day in a fight and you're getting the job done that you needed to. And, you know, everyone wakes up in the morning. And um, I think that continuing that way, I mean, we're always going to have challenges. There's always stress. We did a lot more markets this year than we have in the past. And that was a lot of coordinating. Like we live out in Waldona, but I'm often in town. And so sometimes a lot of like the loading and getting ready would fall on Kevin. And I'm like... I'll meet you there and we'll get set up and stuff. But like, there's just so much communication that it's not worth it to be spending it irritated and defensive with each other. Um, would you, would you agree though, that it, like, when you're going through the grind, you're going through the struggle, oh you're like, God. you're not making money. Shit's not working. Like, why isn't our tomato selling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think it's cause it, I mean, not like, yeah, conversations like me and my wife, like sometimes, yeah, it's easy just to be like, just take a breather. But when you're actually going through it, it's and, just, and then I have my kids over here yelling in the back. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, so I mean, it gets, for you're, me personally, you're, you're like, you're pissed I, off and your kids are just in the background laughing. Yeah. Having a good time. And just, yeah. And I'm just like, and there's days, like, I'll be, I'm completely open about stuff. So I, there's days when I get home, it's like, shit didn't go that good. And I just tell my wife, like, yeah. I'm just going straight. And I tell them, like, don't talk to me. I'm going to go work out. Yeah. Because sometimes I get to that thing like, yeah, the parents, they just yell at their kids or something. Like, oh you God. go work it. You can't be mad and gasping for air at the same time. Trust me. So one true. of them's going to win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think that taking that balance of it all, you know, like you have your work, you have your life with your family, you have you, you time. And how are you going to balance all of that? Because it's all valid and it all needs to happen to like keep you at your best self. How do you make you time with running the block? Your, your business, like, how, how do you manage to be like, it's me time now? Um, I think it's a practice. It's something that I have not been good at in the past. Um, I worked a job for a while that I totally let myself go. I wasn't eating breakfast, lunch. I would come home exhausted and pissed and starving. I would say yes to everything at that job. I loved it. Was it the but tree cutting stuff? Or no, was it? it was, I managed a hemp farm or a hemp grow. So I was like mm. in the greenhouses and in the field. Um, but we also did distilling. We also had, um, we would do seed. It was like a very well-rounded hemp business. Um, and I 
loved it. I loved growing. I loved kind of having that lead position to like make some decisions and be really involved in the business. But um, it was like 45 minutes away from my house. So I was getting up super early, driving there every morning. Um, I was watering on the weekends. I was watering on Christmas. I was watering, you know, nonstop. You got to got to take care of those plants. But um, it got to a point where I was like experiencing extreme anxiety and depression and not eating and taking care of myself. I completely lost my workout routine, which was something that I loved for a very long time and like wouldn't give up. And then all of a sudden it's just gone. So um, really had to open my eyes to how toxic that job was. <laughs> and um, I ended up getting laid, laid off in COVID. So a lot of cannabis business went cannabis businesses went down in COVID, especially the smaller ones. I thought um, they would have gone up like during COVID. You People were think. just at home. People were just showing at home. Yeah, yeah you'd think. Um, but we we dissolved and then I was kind of at this point where I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? Like all of that that I just poured into was gone and over. And um I'm still working on recovering from that. And that was like four years ago. So um, you time for me to get back to your question. <laughs> um, workouts and yoga has been a huge thing for me to take a brain break. Um, I try and fit that in as much as possible, even if it's like a walk down my driveway um, or a quick like 20 minute yoga session. I feel like a little bit is better than nothing. If you can just even 10 minutes, like whatever, a little bit of that, like I check that box off for the day. I got that in my system and that's going to support you know, kind of counteract stress that comes along down the road. Um, I recently started like going to Gloco for some of their classes too. And that's been fun to have more of a community because I've been doing so much of it just solo. Um, Gloco is the... The yoga and bar the, studio. Okay, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. they have do cycling. They, do they do, yes, yeah, cycling? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Are they Pelotons? I don't know. I haven't done a cycling class there. Okay. <laughs> uh -oh. Do you know? Do you know? Do you hear the Peloton? I heard some of it, but I don't know. We're just, we're just like yo, Dana White with Peloton, but it's, it's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, but I think like building that community again has been nice. I also just love being outside. So any moment that I can just you know be outside, walking through the garden or walking my dog, um, that's my happy place. So prioritize, prioritizing that. Um, I'm a huge like concert goer, so I always love to have a couple concerts like on the calendar. Um, something to look forward to has helped me a lot, and to know that like that day you have that and it's on the calendar and it's valid just as much as you know the business meeting or whatever. So, um, I think everybody's me time should be some sort of physical activity. Yeah. Um, well, like people when people hear me talk about like oh. Going to work out, they think like heavy lifting and doing all this stuff, going on ten mile runs or whatever. First of all, I can't do a ten mile run. <laughs> no, um, no. But it's just, uh, or you can't lift either. No, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, but but it gives. I mean, if you if you just live a healthier lifestyle, there's you you're gonna live a better overall life. Yeah. You're gonna have a healthier life. Um, but then it also. For, for business aspects, it, get, it gets your, your blood flowing, it gets blood flowing through your brain. You get so many new ideas while you're working out. Exactly. While you're just, I mean, it doesn't even have to be like doing a bike ride or anything. It could just be going on a walk, like you said, just take it. If you have dogs, please take them out for a walk. Yes. Because um, that's a big, big problem that I yeah. see, especially if people living in apartments and stuff. Yeah, they just sit but there. Just even going on a walk, just taking a break, taking a step back from the computer or the desk, mm -hmm. going on a walk, that'll get people's brain flowing and 
they'll be able to just come come with like a fresh perspective to yes to a, to a situation so true yeah it ripples throughout so many aspects of your life you know you sleep better you eat better mm-hmm. ten, like typically i think it's a huge benefit that but it's like the easiest thing to let go of sometimes you're like oh i'm too tired or you know like i'm I don't have time or I don't want to drive to the gym. There's so many excuses. I've talked myself out of it a million times and I wish I didn't. <laughs> I, th- I think for a lot of people, it's easy at the beginning. Yeah. They're starting out because they're not used to it. But I've actually like for the past probably three years now, I've like dedicated to it. Love and it. now I feel off if I don't go. Yeah. Like the, the week of my wedding, I was like so stressed out. So I didn't go work out at all. And I regret it. Yeah. Because then that, that next Monday I went to to the gym and I didn't do a lot because I was like tired, hungover, whatever. Yeah. But I felt good. Like you feel like yourself That's your again. Solace. Yeah. Yeah. And I think once you just start a routine, you just make it a part of your life. You're just gonna stick with it. And you're gonna you do it. Yes. Even just put it on your calendar. Like getting started again, I had to literally like put it on my work calendar. Like yoga's at six thirty tonight. You're going just like you're gonna show up for that meeting. You're prioritizing it. Mm-hmm. I, I was just as you were talking. I was just kind of tying it all together for you. Like, have you always been like that since you were young? Because you started like that other job you said you had like uh, with the tree stuff. So it was always like outdoors, like with, I guess it would be like plants, trees growing stuff. And then your the other one, hemp, it was kind of like the same thing. And now your, your, your guys is all your stuff that you guys do now. Do you think that, have you always been like that? Like, like since you were young? Definitely outdoorsy, I'd say. Okay. Um, I grew up going to Vermont every summer and Washington State on each side of my family. Um, and those are very like outdoor focused places that we would visit. And um, I think that was like instilled in me very young. The ag stuff is totally random. Like I grew up in Fort Collins and there's like small farms and veggie farms and things like that, but it's not conventional ag like this or anything. Um, and I think that that was something that I had to validate for myself that I really loved and was good at growing um, anything. And um, that wasn't something that like when you're like in sixth grade and they're like, what do you want to do? What are you going to be? Like, I never thought farmer that never once came in my mind because it's like I didn't validate what I actually loved doing. I felt like I had to have this big like I was going to be like a psychologist and all this stuff and go to school for 20 years. And then I I have a friend if he's listening, he, he knows who he is. But the teacher would always ask him that, and he'd be like, I'm going to be a farmer because his family had a big, success, successful farm. Yeah. And the teachers would always get mad. It's like, you're not going like, to be able to do anything with your life. Yeah. Or they're trying to convince them to go to college. That's like, so wrong. Dude, no. farmers got money, dude. If you see them, they go to a dealer. You know how much one of those tractors costs? Like, a lot. All like, the those, money gets those put things back are really in expensive. Yeah. And they can go to a dealership and buy trucks cash. Like, farmers <laughs> got money. Like, don't let that, just because they're dirty and stuff, don't let that fool you. Yeah. I think there's that like lack of education. There's all these like misconceptions about farming. And it's like, it's such an important job to me. You're working with the earth, like, and this earth is the only thing we have and it supports our life. Why aren't we working for the earth every day? And um, that's, you know, I'd never like, accepted that in myself until I found myself in these jobs. Like I did farms for the past 10 years and can't stop growing. And (laughs) so now we have our own, you know, like you learn a lot through that. It's a very traditional focused um, business or I guess like industry, you know, there's a lot of tradition. People are taught how to do it a certain way and it's hard to change those things. Um, 
but with our changing world too, I think people are starting to cause starting to consider like organic farming and, um, not spraying chemicals all over our food because it's, you know, causing so many awful diseases and that's rippling through our generations too. And we don't want that. So, so we can go on a conversation for that. Like yeah. all the glycogen and stuff that's actually <laughs> like in the fertilizers and stuff. Oh my God. And how do we go back? You know, you can't. So what are we doing to change that moving forward? We can't keep doing that same thing. It's not working. Yeah. But still honoring where all these people came from. Cause you can't go tell a farmer, you can't do what you did, what you're doing. Like this is wrong. They've been doing that for generations and you got to respect where they've come from too. But I'm curious, what brought you down to Fort Morgan? Cause you, you said you were in Fort Collins. Sometimes your uh, what is it like your biggest failure can be like a blessing in disguise. Like sure. they laid you off during COVID. I, I mean, I don't know when you actually moved down here, but why why did you come down here? Shout out to Kevin, uh, my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> is he from the? Area? He's from Aldona. Okay. Yep. So um, we had moved around. We met up in Fort Collins, and then we got jobs in Wyoming, and then moved back to Fort Collins again, and we moved out to Vermont. And then he's like, I need to get back to the ranch. So we did. <laughs> and um, when we moved, so I got laid off in June of 2021. And I was like, we were like the last wave of that business to get laid off. It was a huge bummer, sad day, um, but it was a blessing in disguise. Um, we moved out here in September and I thought that I was going to work on his family farm. And um I, I, it just didn't work out. <laughs> um, they have their systems and I respect that. You know, it's, it's father, son, it's, you know, uncle, cousin, and they have what they need going down. They didn't really need extra help. So um, I ended up working at a different kind of, it was a greenhouse and brush and still trying to stay in the ag industry in some aspect. Um, and then that one didn't work out either. And then the block came around. So, um, we started two drifters farm in, that was May of 2021, right before we moved out here. Um, we had bought a greenhouse ourselves that we were going to try and grow hemp in and that didn't work along with that business. We were kind of trying to be like a satellite for that business. And then, um, when all that disintegrated, we decided we were going to do the veggies and flowers. So, which has been great. I think that, really complements like the local food system and we're trying to grow clean food for our community. Um, how much, uh, if you don't mind asking, I don't know if you want to answer it either, but how many businesses have you like started and they don't work and start and they don't go? Most times is when we're starting a business owner, like it's your first business you start, you're like, this is the one, like, and I'm sorry to tell you, like it's probably not, that's probably not the one. Cause you probably have to, you fail in a couple of business. Like for mm -hmm. us and with inceptions, like we got a couple, we got a track record of this. Yeah. Not our first rodeo. It's yeah. not the first rodeo. <laughs> so you kind of know what's working, not working. Totally. But for you, like, it seems like you said you were trying this and it doesn't work. You're trying this. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I guess the, the hemp farm didn't work. And then the greenhouse just wasn't a good fit for me. Um, they're still going, but it just didn't work out for me as like an employee there. So, um, it had similar kind of a similar essence to the hemp farm in how leadership was running. And I just started feeling a lot of those similar feelings of like stress and anxiety and felt like it wasn't going to be a healthy thing for me to stay there. So, um, yeah, that was one that I made that choice to leave, I guess if the business didn't fail or anything, but, um, yeah. And I mean, two drifters, the one that Kevin and I started, that's been a challenge. Like we've definitely had, 
plummets of like, do we need to keep going? And then like, no, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it going. But, you know, he's got his thing. I've got my things too. So it's a balance there. That's interesting. I heard a quote of his name is uh, Naval. I, f- I forgot his last name, but he talks about um, when you climb up a mountain, you're climbing up the mountain, you get to the top of the mountain, you're just like, yeah, I'm on top. The thing is that when you actually see it in retrospect, it was just a little hill. And to be able to get to <laughs> mm-hmm. the other mountain, the other mountain's over there, but you can't just jump over. You have so to true. climb down the mountain oh again God, so and true. then start climbing up again. And a lot of people don't do that. They'd rather just stay there. Yeah. But in the reality, there's way more mountain. There's always gonna be a bigger mountain to climb, but the thing to get to the other mountain, you have to climb down and start over. So true. And people are so scared to start over. They really are. It's the unknown. It's change. We don't like change as humans. We like our habits. <laughs> but I want, I want to go back to something you said at the beginning um, that you have at the, at the block, you have Brie to kind of like bounce ideas off of and stuff. How important or necessary do you think that is for other people to have in their business? Just like whether it's like a business partner or just like someone to like get advice from a consultant or someone yeah how important do you think that's necessary yeah absolutely um brie and i lucked out majorly we weren't like friends before we didn't know each other at all and um like i remember meeting her and i was like cool like similar age i guess that helps you know we're both female that helps um but we are very different and like learning each other through business first. And then we're like, oh, you're pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of, we can, we can vibe with this. And then that makes our businesses better too. I think because we both believe in it when we show up for our shifts, we're proud to be there. Um, and that makes a difference in everything you do. You know, it's kind of that other, like you're showing up authentically, even though your product is this, what are you, what is your service uh, like when you're in that space? Um, so I think having someone that's believing and like keeping you in check too as you move forward is absolutely key i think that keeping in check is is important yeah if, it, if it's just you you think you're the, the hot shit so you think whatever you do is going to be like a great idea yeah but then that's like you have her she's and she's like no, nah no. <laughs> let's do it this way yeah and it's funny you were saying like you guys personalities are different for like the event like she has his notes and you're just like i'm winging it yep. let's go because <laughs> i think there's always good to have the balance because yeah. you need I think you need both. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've had some good times. Some of those events, we just look at each other and we're just like, oh, my God. All right. <laughs> we're getting through it. But you have her to, like, you, like lean on for that, you know? Like, our very first event, we, we got our butts handed to us. Um, it was our very first, like, big party at the block. Um, I am the only employee for the block. I don't have staff, like, keeping an eye on things or anything. So... Um, Brie has her bartending staff and I bartend as well. So a lot of the big events, I'll be there, um, watching all that together, but like we had no idea. And there's kids like drinking in the parking lot. Our like bathroom got spray painted and spray painted. a door broke. And I was just like, oh my God. But now we look at that day now we have security. We got, you know, the liquor license is all like, we have all of those defined. We have signs everywhere. We have people watching. We have, you know, we're just so much. We've learned so much through actually doing it and not being told how to do it. You know, we had to learn the hard way. <laughs> but I know. I know. What, what kind of things are you doing? You show up to with spray paint to a party. Oh, my God. Who like does that? <laughs> those kids. <laughs> but that's crazy. Yeah, it was wild. It, a lot of stuff got tagged that night. And, you know, that's 
not really what we want the block to be at all. Um, we want people to respect it when they're in there and, you know, we want it to feel like it's theirs when they're in the kitchen or if they're running a restaurant or, you know, um, we just had the magic bean open as well this week, a new cafe space in there. And, um, we want it to feel like it's theirs if they're putting that investment in, but you can't disrespect it either. It's a very special place. So, so what new things do you guys have going on? For the next couple months for the block or your, your farming yeah. business? Yeah. Um, for the block, we, like I said, we just had the magic bean open. Um, Sugar Beet Treats is also operating out of there for the winter. So they were one of our um, pretty frequent food trailers um, for Food Truck Fridays and for our farmer's market. But she's able to be inside for the winter at the cafe, which is really exciting. Um, and then High Plains Culinary is opening today and tomorrow is their technical grand opening. Um, they'll be doing cooking classes and restaurants in the block. So he is originally from Brush and was in Denver cooking or er, teaching at Cook Street a Culinary School. And he's coming back to kind of bring what he learned back home. So um, his menu's looking really good. There's a lot of new items, but on kind of like new twists on classical dishes, I guess. Um, we also have a lot of Christmas parties coming up, you know, private company parties that are really fun. It's nice to see everyone get a, take a break and be celebrated too. Um, and then coming up in the new year, um, we'll be working on food truck Fridays again for the warm months. Um, I'll also be doing the farmer's market again. That went really well this past summer and is something that um, was a huge goal of mine to accomplish at the block. So, um, we've, we've kind of broadened our reach through Northeastern Colorado and we're starting to see farmers come in from like Akron and, um, we had some in Yuma that were bringing their stuff down. So that's really fun to see. And that also gives, um, two drifters, our farm, a little, another opportunity to sell at market. So, um, yeah, we got some fun things. After Hours always has really good events going on. They do trivia twice a month and bingo once a month, um, usually live music kind of sprinkled through. They have karaoke um, next Wednesday if anyone has family in town and needs to get out some some energy. <laughs> I heard Eric's a good singer. Yeah, oh, yeah let's get it. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, the bars, the bars always thinking on events and we try and, um, like last night was a collaboration between the two of us. So hopefully we'll keep, we'll keep mastering the market going as well. Um, and focus on different, different areas of marketing, I guess, that people are kind of being vocal about. That's awesome. Now yeah. why we appreciate you for being with us, well, giving us you. some insight to all the stuff. Mm -hmm. Love the stuff you're doing. Keep Pushing the agenda, <laughs> pushing the agenda with all the stuff. I like it. Thank you. And, we're, and if people wanted to know a little bit more about you, where can they find you? Yeah. So um, the Blocks Facebook page is has all my info on there. Um, email or phone is the best for me. My number is 970-768-7301. Um, or you can find my email on our Facebook page too. But I'm there most days. Um, something the Block I think people are a little confused on still is we're open based on reservations. So it's not like I'm sitting at my office nine to five. Um, I'm there when there's events um, or the buildings open because of a kitchen member or the bar or the cafe. So um, if our bright open sign is on, come on in. One of us will be in there. But thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for all the insights. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So guys, remember that an actory button is to question. If you haven't yet, smash that subscribe button. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.